This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey, everyone. How are you doing today? As mentioned in our daily financial news this morning, we are starting a new expert series. We are so lucky to have her back. We have Laura Morby. How are you doing this morning? Oh, doing great. Thank you. Yeah, we had, we had rave reviews of your conversation last week, like I knew we would. And I, I just wanted to thank you for being a part of all of our Sundays going forward. We're going to do the same thing and we're going to hit three topics quick and okay. we're just going to have a good time. All right. Perfect. Let's do it. Well, the first thing I wanted to talk about, because you're in a unique situation, right? You've been in the real estate business a long time. Uh, you, you are also a real estate investor. So I thought we should just have that conversation, right? How should real estate investors and real estate agents work together? Because you hear the horror stories, you know, you have the, the people that went to the weekend seminar, just blowing up your phone and just wasting your time. And then you sometimes have agents not getting back to people. So let's just try to cut through the noise and say, how should it work? How should you protect your time? And, and because there are great relationships and they're very mm-hmm. profitable when they work, but there, there's some things to pick up along the way. So what, what do you, when I say that, what do you think? Um, so don't want to start off quite so negative, but, um, if you're an investor looking for a real estate agent, I would definitely probably look out of outside of, cause everybody knows, you know, their mom's friend, who's a realtor, their friend from high school, who's a realtor. Mm. I probably look outside of friends and family and look for somebody who actually is a full-time realtor. That would be probably the first thing because you want somebody who's not at a second nine to five, who might not be able to actually you know, give you the level of service that you need. Um, So that would be my first thing. My second thing would be for a real estate agent who understands the investment world. Mm. So you have a lot of realtors who are not comfortable with it. Their their brokers, the companies they work for are not comfortable with it. And then you're going to have a lot of pushback on some things that you want to do, which are actually really common and legal. So I can't tell you how many times I've been told by other realtors that what we're doing is illegal. So, um, oh, you can't do that. You can't do a seller finance. Like, really? Because yes, we can. And you should actually. It's actually on the form. (laughs) Yeah. And you should want to be a part of this so you can learn and add this to your, you know, I usually start like with, well, this would be good for you to learn. This would be Mm. good for you to offer some clients, but you get a lot of realtors who are like, no absolutely not. And then they want to call, you know, the people in charge. So (laughs) (laughs) they want to, they want to escalate quickly. Hey, I found somebody doing bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah, So if you already have a realtor who understands that number one, you're going to have someone who's able to negotiate things like that. Um, you know, and knows the paperwork too. That's a big thing too. Like you might not as an investor want to do that paperwork. Well, guess what? If you have a realtor who knows what to do, who has access to those documents, that would be great too for you. So. Amen for that. That's that that is the part of the business I will never do is the paperwork. I hate all those car well in California it's the car forms. I don't know what it's called in Phoenix. Yeah. I hate yeah. all those forms. It's like I got to Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, so, you're our, we're AAR. So AAR, Okay. Yeah. I guess that's the RR form, I guess you said. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So, um 
So that's good. So I, I'm just thinking about, you know, I love that first thing right off the bat, go for somebody full-time, right? Because we always talk about real estate's a networking business, right? It's like who you know and who knows you and all of those things. Right, right. And here we're basically stepping back going, you know what? You may not want that first call to be to your, you know, your high school chum or your, your mom's best friend or something. Um, mm -hmm. You don't want the part-time. I think that's great advice. And I don't think I've heard that on this channel. So nice. The other thing I think about is I just, I just pulled up, you know, all the pool of investors and all the pool of, of agents. And you're so right. It's, it's um, like agents. I don't know what the numbers are. Let's say 80% of them just are open house, right? They, right. Like, they like, they like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, it's, it's just one lane of a very multi-lane highway of, of real estate. So uh, you've right. got, as investors, you have to be able to qualify those folks out, right? hundred percent. What's funny is, is actually this week I had, um, I had someone reach out to me who's starting kind of like a women's, um, investor group. Mm. And she was like, I need an agent who is, you know, available to help, you know, women buy their first investor investment property. And I was like, perfect. Kind of melds two of my loves, first time homebuyers and investing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I would, I would love that. That would be wonderful. And then she was like, well, I think this is going to blow up, which it definitely has a potential to for sure. And so I was thinking, I was like, who would I know who would be good to maybe bring in as like a referral partner with me, probably another woman realtor. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is me and the one who's, who's hosting the women investors group, mm -hmm. she and another agent who I actually love, and she's fantastic, and she actually produces a lot of volume. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of mutual friends. And so I was thinking about this particular agent, but then I re quickly realized that she's only retail. She has uh, no idea what she'd be looking for in investment property. So I was like, what are the, like, do I want to teach her, hmm. you know, about that side, or should I start thinking somewhere else? And I actually, for the sake of time, I was like, I got to think of someone else, which is unfortunate, but yeah, I would have yeah, told I you mean, the same thing because yeah. she already has a thriving business. Right. And if, again, yeah. like most people, you have, if you have a thriving business in your lane, you know, mm -hmm. you're not very open to taking a off ramp or, or something. So yeah, I think you made the right call. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of, it, it's kind of sad too. Cause in, in some way she should be integrating some of that into her business or asking people to learn that way, if an opportunity comes along that she knows what she's doing. Yeah. So yeah, just interesting to think yeah. about on both sides from an investor standpoint and from an agent standpoint. So if you're an agent and you're listening and you have don't know anything about that, then definitely either team up with someone in your market who does work with a lot of investors and maybe mm -hmm. ask if you can shadow them, you know, maybe once a month and see what they do. Um, so you can learn that part. That way, if that ever comes to you, you know how to properly handle it. So, yeah. yeah. And then I think about investors. The one thing that I always coach investors to do is don't be that seminar junkie that leaves a Sunday or a Saturday session, pick up the phone and call 17 agents and go bring me a deal. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I hate that statement. I freaking mm -hmm. hate that. Bring me a deal. Well, how? I mean, because I think it's a deal. You, I mean, what, really? That's the conversation we're having today. So I always yeah. tell investors to get really good at defining your box, right? Oh, like, yeah. Right. Define your box. Oh, you got a cute puppy right there. Yeah, I do. That's my, that's my chip. Oh, you love shih tzus. I do. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. We're just, dying. see, that's why this is live. I like it. It's fun. Yeah, I didn't even hear that he was in here. So. 
no, it's fine. I, I like puppies. It's all good. I'm going to stare at him for now. Um, yeah. Or her. I don't know. Him or her. Anyways. Um, but yeah, you got to define your box as an investor because, yeah. Um, yeah, put them on screen. It's good for me. I like it. Which, what's his name again? His name is Chip, not like a chocolate chip, which one would think. Chip Mickelson, like a golf chip and like Phil. Oh, of course. Good old Phil Mickelson. Oh, give me kisses. Give me kisses. That's funny. So yeah, as an investor, one of the things you want to do after you leave your weekend seminar uh, before you call your agents is define your box and get really, really good at telling them what it is. Like yeah. if in my market, I, I only know my market. So it would be, hey, I'm looking to buy a single family home, three or four bedroom, this part of town. I, it's called the Mayfair. The zip code is 93703. Uh, I want a single story with a garage attached uh, between 12 and 1500 square feet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then once you do that, you could have a conversation because you as an agent on the other end is going, oh my God, I, he knows what he's talking about. Like, yes. Yes. As opposed yes. to, oh, I want a deal. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I actually had a guy call me from Portland. He, he, he liquidated three rental properties and he was wanting to buy in Arizona and he didn't know anything about Phoenix. And he called me this week and he was like, um, I'll take anything. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you want you know and so um yeah definitely because I have no direction for where to go for him like should I find him something in you know outskirts of town should I find him a condo should I find him a town home does yeah. he want an Airbnb like what does he want you know so I I don't know you know with him and he's just starting off so I'm like okay do I want to take the time yes I will help him and take the time but at the same time oh, I'm like you're, be better, really helpful. you're you're a better person than me <laughs> yeah because you know that's I mean so first off, he liquidated three rentals. So you would you would think he's in the business, at least knows what he wants. But I mean, I'm just, I don't know this person at all, right? But I'm going, you know what? Maybe he inherited those rentals from someone else. So he didn't make the buying decision. So he's, he's getting, and now he's got a bunch of cash and he heard Phoenix. I can already see it. He heard Phoenix is hot. Of course, I'll just go buy in Phoenix. Well, you might think, buddy, it's, ah, oh, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't think I would, uh, I don't think I would have dealt with that phone call very well. Yeah, Pace, Pace was actually sitting next to me and he was like, oh my gosh, I would have hung up on him. And I was oh, like, absolutely. Oh. I was like, he's got three houses worth of cash. Like, let's find him <laughs> something. I mean, I'll, I'll refer him to Jamila Keegley, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> minimum, money, yeah. You know? yeah. Which is good because we'll still get a good deal on a property, but I'm yeah. like, okay, well, I got to figure something else out for you right now. Yeah, so. I don't... Uh... I would not have handled that very well. You're, you're a better person. Well, I always knew that you're a better person than me. So again, I think, I think it's important for real estate agents and realtors to have a, I, I just, I mean, it shouldn't be a difficult conversation, but I think you should ask hard questions. Like in your example, right? If that was me, um, I would have, I would have said, well, that's, that's cute. I could just, I could, I could pick three houses right now. You ready to write offers? Or I would have said, really, what do you want? Do you want to be, are you going to be doing Airbnb short-term rentals? Are you, uh, do you want land? Do you want new? Do you want value add? I mean, you've you got to tell me more than give me three, three properties in Phoenix. I mean, that's, that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. He probably, he probably, I actually did. I was like, do you want like an Airbnb? Do you want to yeah. fix the upper? And he's like, um, yeah, no, I'm open. And I'm like, oh my gosh, well, do you have, are you prepared to have some crews run a flip for you here? Like, yeah. are you going to fly here? Like, what do you want? So, um, yeah. But that's the other thing too, that I think I get a lot when people know who I am is they are, they assume that they'll be able to use our crews. <laughs> and then, so it's like, well, you know, somebody, and I'm like, well, you know, like we also have like a project manager and stuff. And like, 
sometimes we will, Anna, I don't know if you know Anna, Anna's our project manager. She's fantastic. She'd actually be probably pretty fun to hear from. She's worked for us since 2013. So she's, she's great, but you know, I have, we have like let her go help other people before, but you know, then that takes away from our projects too. So it's just, yeah, I've done that as well for folks, but yeah, it's, um, yeah. Yeah, lots of assumptions are made out there. So yeah, again, folks, I think the agent and investor relationship is one of those things that can absolutely work. It's just, if you don't, I call it qualification. If you don't qualify each other early, you're going to probably waste a lot of time and time is the only thing we can't get back. 100%, yes. And especially in a market that's going up, I mean, for how much longer, who knows if you don't have a crystal ball, but mm-hmm. you know, if, if say for instance, a guy from Portland, if he knew what he wanted, we could probably have found him a few already for the weekend. And- oh yeah, I mean, if you're, if you define the boxes, I call it, you know where you're hunting, right? Right now you're like, I don't even know what to shoot at. I mean, I'm- Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would not Definitely. have dealt with that conversation very well. <laughs> So uh, any yeah. other kind of tidbits, maybe for the agents or the investors? I love talking to you about this because you're on both sides. I mean, any other kind of closing thoughts on this first topic? Um, I would say, um, you know, a good place to find some good cash buyers too as an agent, which I always look for, is when you're listing something, look at that area who purchased cash. Oh, there you and go. And maybe contact them and let them know that, you know, you recently found a flip in this area and would they be interested in another one that's similar, you know, and then you can find people that way too, if you're looking for more investors to add to your book. On the other side too, um, definitely for investors looking for a realtor, um, maybe if you can't find somebody who you get along with, maybe find somebody who has recently listed a flip and Mm. contact those people to find advice. How can people follow you, be a part of you? If they want to buy something in Phoenix, how should they look you up? Yeah, um, my Instagram is Laura Morby, no spaces, all one little guy. And then my phone number is 480-717-2070. Very cool. Thank you, Laura. We'll get on to topic number two. Okay, perfect.